Hi, it's Dr. Bill Renner. I'm board certified in internal medicine radiology. I'm honored to moderate a series of podcasts focused on evidence-based medicine and health and wellness with Dr. Alan Safdie. Dr. Safdie is a world-renowned uh, gastroenterologist and uh, researcher. He's written more than 300 clinical research peer-reviewed studies and been a co-investigator in about 900 clinical studies. Dr. Safdie, where this is the second part of our series on vitamins. Uh, my, my wife takes a multivitamin every day. Uh, I don't. Should I, should I be taking a multivitamin? That's a great question, Bill. And, and I wish I had an absolute answer, but, you know, just talking to you on podcasts, it's difficult to ascertain. But let's back up a little bit and say, you know, right now we have about, in recent surveys that we did last year, or actually this year, or earlier this year, um, about 77% of Americans take at least one dietary supplement. And that's a record high from all of our previous surveys. Um, and if we look at people ages 35 to 54, it's 81% of people uh, that are taking some sort of supplement. Um, so one of the questions that I'm asked nearly every day by patients and friends alike are, you know, should I be taking a multivitamin? Should I be taking supplements? Um, and so let's explore some of these a little bit. Uh, so there's previous studies in regards to multivitamins and we all have different dietary intakes. So we all have different diets. We have different deficiencies in certain nutrients. Uh, there's all, not just vitamins, but there's thousands of phytochemicals that are biologically active that we don't get in a vitamin that you get from a fruit, you get from a vegetable. Uh, there's very few in the animal kingdom, but most of them are in the plant kingdom. These chemicals are generally absent from our daily multivitamins. So, it, it, I hate sometimes when people say, well, I take a multivitamin, I have a well-balanced diet. No, you don't get any of these phytochemicals like anthocyanins and other things that are in a blueberry and a blackberry and a plum. Yeah, yeah. I, every day I try to eat 12 blueberries. I mean, I, I make that as just like a rule. You know, if I have my 12 blueberries today, and well, I think that's a good thing for people, other people to do too. It's just make sure you add your fruit and vegetables to every diet. Yeah, we don't know how to extract these advantageous phytochemicals from a blueberry or a strawberry, for instance, and put them into a multivitamin. Um, so sometimes we're focusing on the wrong thing in our vitamin. We're just focusing on vitamins. And these other phytochemicals are as important or more important. Um, so population research on the health effects of vitamins um, began to reveal their really limited utility. Uh, and which is contrary to popular beliefs. They're not a, you know, a cure-all. There was a previous study of about 182,000 middle-aged people, I believe it was 182,000, and they received no benefit. They were all put on multivitamins, and they had no benefit in regards to cancer, longevity, or cardiovascular disease. And there was another study of 161,000, uh, and this is in women, postmenopausal women, and they showed no benefit in prevention of breast you know, ovarian or colorectal cancer. And, and one of the best studies is our physician health study, which you may have enrolled in also, uh, where doctors were taking multivitamins and it showed no benefit. Now, one of the problems with that, they were looking at heart disease or stroke and doctors is most of them eat a very well-balanced diet. So could it have a benefit uh, in people that aren't getting in a well-balanced diet, that don't get enough folic acid, don't get enough vitamin C, don't get enough B12, um, but vitamins, you know, 
don't really benefit memory or cognitive skills, such as things in the diet, unless you have a specific deficiency. So in regards to taking, you know, a vitamin, uh, I wouldn't rush out and get them. But as you said, I would rush out D-danthocyanins, you know, there's, which are superfoods, uh, which are in your blueberry or your blackberry or your cherry. You know, your 12 blueberries um, has a tremendous amount of these anthocyanins. You know, if you eat a bowl of blueberries, it has about 530 milligrams of anthocyanins. And there was a previous study of 25 milligrams a day had a marked decrease in cardiovascular disease. Um, and that was from the nurse's health study of about 93,000, I think 93,500 or 600 women. And they followed them after 18 years, the risk of heart attacks in those who got the most anthocyanins from their diet, which was 25 milligrams a day, which is minimal. Your 12 blueberries easily obtain that. They had a 32% lower risk of having significant heart attacks. Um, just by consuming blueberries and one plum per day has 25 milligrams. Um, you know, a few cherries have that blackberries have it. It says pigments in that. And we don't know how to put those into a multivitamin. Uh, so one of the things we need to look at, you know, there may be an increased risk of certain problems, such as I mentioned previously, vitamin E. Those that took supplements of vitamin E, which is in your multivitamin, but a much lower level, so 400 international units a day, um, they had increased risk uh, compared to researchers. They had 13% higher risk of heart failure in the vitamin E takers. You know, so multivitamins, I don't see much downside to, um, but if you're deficient in certain things, you may need higher doses. There's not enough vitamin D in a multivitamin. Um, you're not going to get the amount that I need to take to keep my levels in the lower uh, areas of normal. So now for the for the average person, which vitamin levels should be checked by our doctors? I mean, when you go see the doctor, you know, I know my doctor checks uh, vitamin D for me. Uh, I don't think she checks uh, vitamin B12. What what vitamins should we ask him to check if we just if, uh, if we're on a regular diet? You know, regular diet is, is difficult for me to ascertain what really a regular diet is, because a lot of people say they have a well-balanced diet and want to get a food log. I think it's an atrocious diet. Um, so I agree with you. There's certain things that should be checked. 25-hydroxy vitamin D, um, which is probably one of our number one supplements taken in the United States um, right now. And it improves a variety of ailments and conditions, including bone health, may help with type 1 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, uh, fatty liver. Um, but you really want to have your 25-hydroxyvitamin D level checked and make sure they're checking 25-hydroxy, not 125-hydroxy. Uh, other things that you can't really check on a blood test, are you getting enough omega-3s, which you can get from flax seeds and chia seeds and you know fatty fish that you would consume in your diet. Um, can I ask you that about flaxseed? I'm glad you brought that up because... I remember reading an article a while back saying that men, many men don't metabolize flaxseed oil uh, while most women do. Is that true or is that not so true? Well, it's not really the metabolism. There's a first step. You can, flaxseed has alpha-linoleic acid, which is a precursor of omega-3s. So alpha-linoleic acid has to go through an enzymatic conversion 
to DHA and EPA, which are the fatty acids, some of the fatty acids that we get from fish oil. Um, we don't convert it as well because it's an X chromosome. We have not two X chromosomes, but one X chromosome. Uh, and it's related to the X chromosome. So we don't metabolize it quite as well as women. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't take it. I do take lots of flax seeds and chia seeds in my oatmeal every morning. Um, but, you know, those are things that, you know, yes, you can take them, but you're better off, you know, getting omega-3s by plant-based sources or by eating fatty fish. Um, supplements really haven't shown to have a tremendous benefit in any recent studies taking fish oil supplements, although fish oil supplements is the number three supplement taken in the United States. Um, magnesium is another one that's taken quite a bit. I wouldn't check your blood levels for magnesium. B12, as you mentioned, I would check your blood levels for that, and there's a variety of ways of checking that. Um, you know, I wouldn't check vitamin C levels or, you know, most of the B vitamins unless there's a specific reason uh, for checking those right now. I mean, to somebody, if they might be zinc deficient, I would check that. But usually the chemistries give us some idea. You can also check folic acid levels in people if you think their diet may be deficient in folic acid. But the things I would check as we get older, I would definitely check your B12 through a variety of different ways. You don't have to get a B12 level. There's a variety of ways of checking that. There's other blood tests to check that. I would check your 25-hydroxy vitamin D level. I would check your blood count, you know, your liver function test, your basic uh, electrolytes. Would I check serum magnesium? Possibly. Um, in your diet, it is a significant supplement that we see uh, people are taking right now. Well, uh, Alan, that was a, a great discussion. Now, on the next, on our next podcast, I want to talk about whether vitamins reduce the risk of cancer, and if so, which vitamins. So, uh, thanks again for this uh, great discussion. If you like our podcast, please be sure uh, to subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about the, our evidence-based medicine podcast. Thank you, Bill, and take care of yourself. <laughs>